All right, welcome to this week's episode of our Shopmaker podcast. We are using our recent losses between the Ryder Cup and the Phillies to use this as a learning moment, right? To say, regardless of whether it's business or sports, there's always that moment where you have to look to next year and say, what can I learn about where I am today and how can I rebuild and plan for my next at bat, right? right? So this week, for those of you that don't know, the Phillies lost in Game 7. It's a very heartbreaking loss. Very heartbreaking. So it's a little soon to have this conversation. I'm not sure we're ready for this yet. We might need to pause <laughs> for some tears still to come out. It's true. But, you know, we were already going to have this conversation because of the Ryder Cup yes. that we're still getting over. So now we can use it in both worlds. Um, but, you know, I think what they say a lot in rebuilding is the first thing we have to do is really assess where we are. Right. So using the Phillies as an example, you know, what would you tell the team about your assessment of where they are? Yeah, I think once you get past that emotional part, right, and it goes back to we'll go back and forth from restaurants and sports, right? You had a bad shift, you had a bad month, you had whatever. You're not happy. You're yeah. angry. You're frustrated, just as Phillies fans, probably <laughs> Phillies players are right now. And then you get yourself removed, whether it takes you one day, two days, or a little longer, and see what you really have on the team. What are all the parts? So from the Phillies' perspective, I mean, obviously it's a little different than probably a restaurant. There's hundreds of million dollars in contracts that you have for next year. For the Phillies' situation, most of them are under contract. So it's really just kind of bringing in a few different pieces to go along with, in this case, your core players. Yeah, and I think, you know, whether it's using the Ryder Cup example or Phillies as an example, I think the other thing to remember is it's okay to be upset, right? I think in business sometimes, you know, if you're the owner and you see that it's been a bad month, that it's been a bad year, sometimes you keep that anger or frustration inside where I think the place to start is also to have that real conversation with your team to say, here's what we thought was going to happen if you're the Phillies, like, we thought we'd make it back. This was the year we were right. going to make it back. Yeah. If you're the Ryder Cup team, this was the year we were going to outshine. We were going to win abroad. Like all of these things were really looked like they were going to happen at one point in time, and they didn't. But that's okay, right? Like as a team, yeah. we have to first admit, like, it just didn't go our way. Yeah, you have to kind of be honest with the results and whether you're going off of a financial budget or. If you own some franchise and you're going off of a corporate sort of visit, we hear that a lot of clients that, you know, didn't match the expert, you know, what the expectations were for that. Right. Now it has having that honest communication with the management team or whoever is responsible for that and basically let them know it, it's not acceptable and right. this is where we failed and, and coming up with a better plan for future. Right. And future being now, right? <laughs> not six months from now. Right. How do we stop that or how do we get better at it, whether it's you know, labor costs or... Yeah. Yeah. cost and move forward. Well, exactly. And I think sometimes when we're doing that assessment, we, you know, it's okay to have a high expectation, but then the awareness that we're not always going to meet, you know, meet the goal that right. we thought that we would, but now we have to kind of look at where did we go wrong, right? So if you're the Phillies, you're going into the series. You have some spots. I mean, you have some... <laughs> You have a couple personnel issues. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I think the one we stole from your bullpen in Boston, uh, you know, I think he might be one of the holes, we'll call it nicely. Um, you know, another player on there who, you know, maybe played pretty well during the regular season, like in the postseason, just seemed overmatched at the plate. 
And then obviously you're you're the leader, the, the, yeah. the on-field leader and baseball the manager is we're gonna question and look back at all of his decisions he made. Well, and I think that's like the other part, right? So if you're sitting here listening and you're an owner, right? The big question in both of our examples, right, whether you're going Ryder Cup or Phillies, is did they underperform because of bad leadership decisions that just put them in bad places? Or is it a personnel like we need to switch things around because whoever's ready and clean up needs to bat somewhere else? Right. And I think Ryder Cup, same thing, right? Did you have a talented team that underperformed because of bad leadership decisions and put them in the wrong places? Or did they just, you know, they were right. outmatched and Europe was going to win anyway? And that, I think, is such a hard leadership question, right? Because you're almost comparing against a what if, right? Like, Ryder right. Cup wise, you know, would they have all played better if they were put in a different lineup or teed off at a different time? Right. Philly, same thing. Would they have had better momentum in game six and game seven if maybe there were different pitching lineups in sure. game three or game four? And like you said, it's what if. So we don't really know. We can say, all right, we can question each one and look at, you know, for baseball and probably the analytics side of it, right? You know, what was the analytics saying to do? Is it saying that that player versus a left-handed hitter? All those things and the numbers they have, like we saw in restaurants, all the extra technology right. reports you have. You have so much information, but what are you doing with the information you have? And are you making the final decision correctly? Like we said, some we don't know. Um, and usually it's a combination of both, right? <laughs> usually it's someone didn't perform right. and someone didn't really make the right decision. Yes, yeah. But I think, too, it's, you know, not being afraid to question that. Because if you do see, you know, as in business, if you see your team kind of underperforming a lot, right, or not, or consistently missing that objective, you know, it is okay to question if there's something you know, intangible happening, like maybe you have the best manager and they really perform okay, but maybe there's something in the way that they're motivating the team or leading the team that's yeah. causing us to miss our results. And I think everything has to be on the table as we're trying to rebuild for next year. And then I think the next thing that we want to do as we look to next year, right? So we now know there's a problem, right? Whether it's business and, and it's been a tough year. So I think this resonates very well with business owners. So whether it's business or sports, it's been a tough year, we underperformed. So now we have to look at, I think the first step also being defining what would success have looked like, right? And I think in some respects this makes, in sports it's easier, right? Ryder Cup, you have like one event every two years, and right. whether you lose. So obviously success would be winning, and not success would be losing. Baseball, right, you have World Series, and right. that's pretty well, much that's, it. And I, get, I think but your point is the question is, what is a successful season? Is it only yeah. to win the World Series? Or what if you were terrible last year? Is it just to get in the playoffs? Yeah. And I think that's part of it is if your restaurant is doing terrible, well, it might not be a complete 180 turnaround. Yeah. It might be, all right, let's get from here to here first. Yeah. Let's start doing, let's hit labor costs this quarter. Yes. And then next quarter, let's focus on food costs or vice versa. Just saying that, you know, maybe it's just too many things to fix at one time. Well, exactly. And I think this is where analytics can be your friend. Like, hopefully this isn't the one time a year where you go through and evaluate your team's performance. Hopefully it's something that we do every week. You know, we have a set expectation. Maybe we don't meet it every week on food costs or labor, but everybody knows the target. Everyone knows what we're working on. And I think the other thing there, similar to sports, is having individual goals. Right, like having a separate goal for your chef versus your manager versus your front of house lead and knowing they all may be, 
in a different place in their journey. But within that, here's your target specifically based on your skill set. Yeah, I think it's very important, like you said, to have a development plan for each person on your team. And in some restaurants in the corporate world, that's pretty standard, right? You will have a development plan for every person and there's probably a written thing. There's a whole you know, roadmap of whatever. Yeah. In the independent world, that might not be in place. So how are you keeping people motivated by continuing their ongoing development, whether it's new manager to assistant GM or GM to whatever that role might be? Um, but I think that'll help with the results in the future if that's going. I agree. And I think so many times we don't realize as owners how much our team wants that, right? Like as owners, sometimes we think, well, you know, I don't want to bother them. I don't want right. to put too much pressure on them. But in reality, that person, especially the next generation, really loves that, right? Like they love to yeah. think that they're building towards a, a bigger path. That was probably one of the biggest reasons I know managers would leave. Yeah. jobs is you know, maybe quality of life, but second being development. They just felt that they were not being developed. And that was, you know, as, as especially if you're independent trying to grow, you can't have your good people leaving as you're trying to build your 2024 team. Like we're talking about really seeing what you have. You want to make sure that you're doing your part when it comes to building your great team and, and assessing what you have. Exactly. And that's where I think, you know, the other part of this is really building out, you know, what does, what are the skill sets that you need on your team? Because I think the other part is whether it's sports or a business, it becomes emotional, right? You yeah. like this person on your team. You really want them to stay right. invested and stay on your team. But what we've seen, especially in hospitality, is skill sets have changed, right? You now need a team member who's more tech savvy. You need a team member who's more adaptable. Right. can't have the person who's kind of doing the same thing every week because every week is different. So I think also looking at, okay, whether whoever it is on your team, what are the non-negotiable skill sets that you need to make sure that you're successful in 24? And a good mix. I mean, I think whether it's baseball and you need righties and lefties on the batting order and the pitching staff to in the restaurant. Maybe like you just said, someone who's maybe experienced leading teams yep. and running restaurants, but someone else who maybe was an internal staff member that really knows your restaurant culture and knows the technical side and, and meshing that team together to get the best possible well-rounded team because I think that's as important as any other thing is well-rounded fits together yes common goal in place I agree and I think you might think this is you know early to be having this conversation right we haven't even gotten through the holiday season and you know we're talking 24 like how crazy are we but I think this is also a good mindset shift for an owner, right, or you could say GM of a baseball team is rather than being frustrated that we fell short is really looking at like, what are the skill sets that would have gotten us there, right? right? What am I missing now that I could develop, I could build on to make sure that next year, even if it's the same people, I've worked on these skill sets to get a better result. Yeah, and baseball is going to be looking at your minor league system and who do you have coming up, who could replace a spot or upgrade. And I think as we get to the restaurant, it's, is there a server? Is there a line cook that can maybe replace it or upgrade a manager role? I think it's very similar as you really start digging into what you're trying to do on both sides of it. Yes, exactly. And I think that communication with your team, that this is an ongoing process, you know, collectively we're trying to get better and really always making sure that they know the goal for next year. So, if, you know, you are the Phillies, they know that next year we, we want to get all the way. We want a World Series, all right? <laughs> you're listening, Ralph Thompson, we want to win a World Series. So right. that's the goal. Yes. Simple in that yes. case. 
Exactly. And as a restaurant, you know, finding your own success. It can be a hard question to answer in business, like sometimes harder than sports, but really thinking about what does success look like. And I think the more that you define that, the more you will be able to celebrate your wins and build a resilient team for 2024. I think we talk about that doing it weekly and yes. monthly, right? Yes. So we're not waiting a successful year. If we have 52 successful weeks yep. and we have 12 successful months, we're going to have a successful year, exactly. right? Four quarters and we're good. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just looking at the end of the year and saying, how'd it go? Exactly. And I think the final piece, you know, to, to think about when we're building our team, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, before we started this episode, is the idea of the team that wants to be there. Right. Like, I think what we've seen in 23 is, again, there's some challenges, there's some uncertainty, there's chaos in hospitality. Like, it is what it is. That's not going away. But don't be afraid to develop that person that wants to be developed versus feeling like you have to go out and, you know, bring in the all-star. Right. Yeah, I agree. You want everyone on your team to want to be part of it. Yeah. And I think sometimes it seems silly, but an easy question to ask. Sometimes just sit down with a manager or a line coach, and I've had that conversation, like, just eye to eye, do you want to be here? Just tell me. Right? I'm okay either way. Right. If you don't want to be here, let's figure out an exit yeah. plan. Let's, But let's at least get by in there so yes. we know we're moving forward in, in the same unified direction. Well, exactly. And sometimes when we feel like there's just this conflict, like you said, sometimes it's as easy as asking a question. Like, how does this work going forward, right? Because it has to work. So how does this work going forward so we can make sure that we hit our goals? Definitely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. And please go back and look at building your team for 2024 because now is the time to really start to rebuild to make it the best year yet.